Hello, hello, we are back, or more I should say, I'm back with Jay and Angelo. It's Nancy, everybody. She's back with me and Angelo. It's been two weeks since we've had a Nancy. I liked the way I sounded better last week. That's a lot of time without <laughs> Nancy. And it's good to be back. All right, so first up, some announcements. Odafest is very proud to announce Crunchyroll is part of our live stream event with the debut of a new panel called Senpai Notice Me. Think you've got what it takes to be Crunchyroll Senpai's attention? Stay tuned on how to apply. You could be one of six lucky contestants who will get one month of free premium membership to Crunchyroll just for being the chosen ones. Come join the fun. It's gonna be a riot. And in case you missed it, you can pre-purchase your OdaFest 2021 merchandise in time for our online streaming event now. Orders will begin shipping at the end of April 2021. Please note that we can only ship to Canada and the USA at this time. Check out with at least one of each item and receive a thank you card from Seth. Visit odafest.square.site for all your official OdaFest merchandise needs. Huzzah! Thank you cards abound. Thank you, Cardo. It's X and O and X and O. I won't give I, away the rest. It's a secret. I hear it's card-shaped. Can you confirm or deny? Deny. None of us are on merch staff, the are we? No. We're not on merch staff. We don't know. I don't know anything about merch. I've never even heard of the stuff. For all I know, it could be heart-shaped cards. I mean, that holiday already passed. Yeah. But the holiday or that just shaped came cards. By. I, I prefer rabbit-based holidays over heart-based holidays. I was going to say, happy Easter. Yes. Happy Easter. Do you guys partake in Easter chocolate? Yes. I do the same thing I do for Easter every year, which is nothing. It's like a preview to Halloween. And you're like, why? It is. Well, it really is. chocolate involved. There's... And you, and you get discount chocolate if you there's wait one day involved? afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, but it's bunny shaped. <laughs> I'm sure very orthodox religious people may not like me saying that. But <laughs> here's know... the thing about Easter and religion: it's all bullshit. Woof! <laughs> all the well... fun parts about Easter are the least religious parts. I mean, how how did the Easter bunny even become a thing? Like, how did bunnies uh, enter the mythology of Easter? It's based on the pagan god Easter who was a goddess uh, who used hares and rabbits in her symbolism. Cool. Today I learned. And of course, because uh, Easter originally was a pagan holiday, that, that the Christians were just like, hey, you godless heathens, if we tell you that this weekend is the weekend where Jesus Christ came back from the dead, will you be Christians? And they were like, can we still eat our colored eggs? <laughs> and after very is. many, very many sleepless nights, worrying and praying for their souls, some priests were like, yeah, yeah, you can eat your eggs. Yeah, sure, whatever. All I know is for our uh, anime enthusiast friends out there, in case you're wondering whether you can enjoy anime and Easter, go watch Cutie Honey, where there's an episode, apparently, where one of the characters is crucified. <laughs> Oh no. Uh, oh no. Oh my. I would rather I would rather just watch Saint Young Men and uh and enjoy Jesus that way. I am a casual Jesus enjoyer when it comes to Saint Young Men. Mm. Buddha's cool. Buddha can come too. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> Sailor Moon also has a crucifixion scene. 
wait, really? Mm. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a couple, weren't there? Uh, oh my I will God. send a link in our Discord and you can, yes, oh, yeah. there are at least okay. a couple. Uh, the thumbnail Yikes. is from which activity I think it was called? Yes. Something uh, th- like that. It was an absolutely forgettable anime with the best ending of the Witch- season. Witchcraft works. Witchcraft works. Which activity is the name of the song? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, the the whole song. They've just got like the the chibi versions of the antagonist witches crucified and they're just singing the song. It, it's fucking great. It's the cutest thing ever and it's actually an absolute banger of a song. <laughs> wow. What a what a dichotomy there. It's mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. But if yeah. you haven't watched Witchcraft if you haven't watched Witchcraft works it's okay, but the ending scene <laughs> is obligatory for any weeb. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. All right, then. Starting off podcast with crucifixions. All right. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And speaking of Easter and Easter chocolates, uh, how do you eat your Easter bunny? Or ha- have you ever eaten an Easter bunny before, you guys? Yeah. Yes. Okay. But mostly yeah. when I was a kid. I don't actually remember the last time I had one. I expected that you did, but... Did you have a preference on how you ate the bunny? So I don't know if it was so much of a preference. I think it was more just like I ate it from top to bottom. That was just the way that like I as a child just, you know, went about it. I ate the ears, then the, you know, go all the way down to the bottom. And I always kind of feel like the feet are the least interesting because like that's where the chocolate deforms the most. True, true. Uh, but I explicitly, I always ate the ears first, uh, probably at first because that was the easiest thing to do, like you said. But after mm-hmm. a while, I was like, yeah, I don't want him to hear me talking shit about him. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then Amazing. I would eat from the other end so that like they suffered the longest because I was a horrible child. I was really bad. <laughs> I would... Wait. I wish I could tell you. Yeah, I wish I could tell you that you were unique, but I feel like a lot of people think that way too. Oh, absolutely. I know that I'm not unique. Like, if yeah. you ask people if they eat the Easter Bunny head first or ass first, there is going to be a significant portion that don't eat it head first. No, that's just. I never thought to do that as a child. I don't know particularly why, but that particular Nancy's thought just never really person. crossed my mind. Nancy is a good person, apparently. <laughs> is this is this the new good person test, Angela? No. <laughs> you eat your Easter bunnies. No, that's always going to be shopping carts. Um, yes. <laughs> I feel like, okay, it's been way too long since I've had an Easter bunny. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, let's be honest, like, Easter bunny chocolate is some of the worst chocolate you can have. Oh, true. No, because totes. it's almost entirely made for, like, five-year-olds to ten-year-olds who really bad. don't care. Yeah. They and just, they like, is it sweet? a palate. Now they and here's the other thing. There, there. I'm not saying that there are not uh, Easter bunnies that are made with good chocolate. I just don't want that much of good chocolate in the first place. Like I don't need a block of good chocolate. I need bits. I need like truffles or like you know that kind of thing. So it's been forever. So I don't remember which part I really ate so much as I remember that I would break off parts more than just bite into it. So I'd like well, take yeah, off the ears same. and I'd take off the, the tail and I'd take off the arms. So I see. I'm Jay is more interested in vivisection. 
Yes. Vivisection. <laughs> Instead Jeez. of just biting into it like some kind of animal. No, no. I like my Easter He has honey to butcher his food some instead fava of fava beans <laughs> and a nice <laughs> Chianti. Chianti. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like my Easter bunnies in proper portions. Yes. Preparing your food like a civilized man. How exactly. dare you? How dare you? Oh my god. Yeah. But I mean, I'm a, I'm sure that I, like we have a lot of friends that have uh young families and stuff like that. I'm sure that they were able to get out and enjoy Easter in all the childlike ways that one can. We certainly as adults don't really get it anymore, I feel like, unless you're very religious and that's you know, Something else entirely. <laughs> I, I completely forgot it was Easter today until my mom was like, hey, hey, do you want a chocolate a Easter, bu- a milk chocolate Easter bunny or a peanut butter chocolate Easter bunny? And I know that Dio likes milk chocolate. So I was like, yeah, I'll have the peanut butter. Nice. But and I how mean, was it? It was basically like a giant rabbit shaped Reese peanut butter cup. It was fantastic. And did you eat it head first or? As far as that goes. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a sadistic child anymore, so I just shoved uh-huh. its entire face into my mouth. I wanted to wow. put it out of its misery sooner <laughs> rather than later. Mm. So yeah, mm. yeah, we'll we'll take this guy out in one bite. We don't want him to feel it. Nice. Wow, it's very merciful of you. But yeah, um, another thing that obviously came by is April Fools. Yes. The I, April did you guys Fools. see any favorite things on the internets? I don't think we did anything, by the way. Usually we will think about doing it, but I think this year we just didn't have, like, we just didn't have the, the motivation to do so. And there's always so much stuff going on anyways. I know yeah, some people kinda gets were lost sort of... in the noise. Yeah, and, and some people are just like, like, I, I read that some people are just kind of tired of April Fool's stuff during, like, the kind of period that we're in right now it's just like uh not really feeling it but i can't blame any brand or person that wants to engage uh there's there were some really fun ones i think so uh stack overflow uh nancy i think you were saying that had a really fun one yeah so stack overflow announced that they were moving to a subscription model so you were allowed two copies of any of their articles, like if, if there's like an answer to a question and you wanted to copy paste anything out of it, you were allowed two copies every month. And then after that, you had to pay for them. And uh, I guess that's kind of how a lot of news sites work now. You're allowed like X article views for a month. And then after that, you got to pay or sign up or something. Yes. Right. Uh, it's very frustrating. Yeah. Not, not my favorite. I, I know my... that they were like intentionally trying to be inflammatory with that one, and it was just like, ugh. Yeah. Like, they, they do know the audience that they're talking to, right? Like, oh, someone yeah. could very easily write a Chrome extension that circumvents this. Absolutely. My God. But actually, implementing that would be such a nightmare. Jesus. Yeah, like, how would you do that? Would you just, like, disable the Control-C shortcut? Like, mm. I've been to websites in the past where they have tried to do this by uh, having yeah. some JavaScript that runs whenever you do a right-click. Right-click, yeah. And mm-hmm. so some of them would be yeah. super annoying and be like, hey, no downloading our files when you try to right-click. No, that's bad, sir. 
Uh, some mm-hmm. other ones would be like anytime you right clicked to copy and paste, they would deselect whatever text that you had. Yeah. Uh, which means, hey, learned control C, control V instead. Uh- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I've also seen purposefully hidden text. So like they'll start off with like the first, I don't know, four sentences or something of their article. And then it fades off at the bottom and they like they purposefully hide the remainder of the content. And for a little while, you could get around that because if you just looked at the HTML source, you could continue reading it. But then they actually like cut it off. Like the actual text itself was never loaded onto the page. Oh, wow. Unless you had a paid membership and it was like, oh, damn it. I think my uh, the most infuriating copy pasta thing that I've ever in, uh, been involved with would be the uh, there's a few websites I can't remember, but whenever you copy something, it doesn't stop you from copying it, but it, mm-hmm. it injects into the text that you copy its own blur, being like this text was copy pasta oh, yeah, from I that. whatever the, the hell dot com. Yeah. Yes, and you'd be Good like goodbye that bit of text. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you tried or something. <laughs> Thanks for trying. Yeah. Um and then there were there were also ones that hid like it would be an invisible panel that they put over top of the text so you could never highlight it. Oh. Oh, that's frustrating. God, web developers are the worst. You know what? That's web developers is what happens when the only tools you give someone to do their job is CSS and JavaScript. I mean, you know, before the days of all the really big frameworks and things, because now we have lots of... All uh, those big frameworks are just abstractions around CSS and JavaScript. Yes. Yes, they are. They, They, in and of themselves, are like a very complex layer of abstractions, so learning those tools is sometimes a little weird, too. Exactly. Like, web developers... sometimes. Web developers is what happens uh, if you give someone like a Sisyphean task that just it just mentally destroys them and turns them into the worst kind of human. Oh, Angela's got some baggage about web developers, doesn't he? Uh, Mostly about JavaScript, but yes. (laughs) JavaScript is pretty terrible, but somehow it became this huge giant player in the web world. It's because it's the only one. True, it is the the only only one. one. Unless you want to learn WebAssembly. Like, WebAssembly is fairly new. And you know what WebAssembly runs on? JavaScript. <sighs> fucking bullshit. It's ju- it's all Java. <laughs> it's that fucking Astro.meme. Like, Wait, it's all JavaScript? Always has been. One of these days, it's going to come about that somehow the Intel management engine baked into your CPU runs off JavaScript. Isn't that terrifying? That's a terrifying thought. It is a terrifying thought. Ooh. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about this anymore. So Linus Tech Tips started on OnlyFans. Yes, and became the top 1% content creators on yes. OnlyFans. It was they surpassed all the other people and their feet. It was amazing. And their bathtub water. Apparently, apparently you can actually buy uh, gamer cooling loop water for a little while. Yep. And uh, they did they did specifically advertise that in the video that they published. They they actually explained their joke for once. For like the first time ever they explained their April Fools joke because a lot of people didn't realize that their OnlyFans was actually a joke. Uh 
apparently, apparently within like a day and a half of it being live, they made $15,000 on OnlyFans. So, so they basically made back a chunk of change that Linus lost on the GameStop thing. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, backstory, Linus shot his mouth off on the WAN show. My God, that was during, hilarious to see live. During the GameStop thing and said, I will match whatever, whatever. I think it was like five times five, match. Five times match for any donations that they that people in chat gave during that episode and within half an hour people donated ten thousand dollars when he it got to, to like eight thousand dollars with his yeah, wife yeah he like, had a phone call show. with his wife on the show it was ridiculous it was one of those honey i did something really stupid we're gonna need to take out 50 grand yep yep um, so that was, that was not an April Fool's joke. And then, and then this one happened on the one show and they had to explain it. So, okay, compared with the video they did last year, this one was significantly more funny. Oh, yeah. the one last year was the video of just like, it was the expose, like the spicy expose of how Linus doesn't know anything. Oh, was that last year? I thought it was a uh, cement cooling last year. Was it cement cooling last year? God. I think the years are blending together. That or last year know. just doesn't exist in my memory. But they also explained on the same WAN show how the cement cooling loop video worked. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Apparently, they actually used milk in that PC to cool it. Ew. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, very gross. Ew, milk with, like, I mean, flakes of chalk or something. Still ew. Yep. Still ew. That's going to curdle so fast. Yeah. That's ew. one way to pasteurize your milk. Use yeah. it to cool your piece CPU. <laughs> Please Milk stop. Milk the cow directly into the loop. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> anyway, um, so I I have to give Linus props for being able to film that video with like just with a straight face. I can't believe the stuff he was saying with a straight face. It was terrible. It was absolutely wonderful. But it was gold. My Some goodness. other good ones were uh, Razor had the RGB hair dye. Mm-hmm. The Rapunzel RGB hair dye. There was the Chroma RGB stuff. For a solid while, I thought that RGB face mask was going to be the joke. I was like, wait, did this get no, leaked? They're going, to... they're going ahead with They're actually going ahead with that. Yeah, it's They're making that real. for real. Yep. Um, There was also the uh, Satechi Cybermouse, which looks like a Cybertruck from uh, Tesla. Tesla. Which I thought, honestly, it's not a bad form factor. Is my first oh no, thought. that would be very pointy. That would it would be, be very pointy, pointy, but it's like, but it's definitely mouse shaped, and it's like, well done, good job recognizing that. Uh, I really like the Lego Smart Bricks, which is basically all that you can. You no longer have to worry about stepping on Lego bricks. Was Lego's mm. whole like marketing approach. Um, back to the gamer side of things, there was also uh, the review, uh, a sneak release leak of NVIDIA's RTX 4090, 4090. <laughs> uh-huh. which I thought was amazingly well done just because like the fabrication to make the card look real was actually fairly like well uh uh well made and that the guy, video itself was pretty funny that guy does that every year does he yeah 
I'm not familiar his with YouTube this stuff. channel. His YouTube channel is only him reviewing fake graphics cards. Yeah. Every nice. every April 1st. And it's amazing. But like wow. the 4090, there there are extra large pizza boxes smaller than that graphics card. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I know I saw an image of like Logitech's new gamer keyboard floating around. And the keyboard is keyboard sized, but it's only WASD plus a double GG and then a power button for instant quitting. <laughs> That's fantastic. I perfect. love that. What else was there for April Fools? Um, there was a ton. There was a lot it's, of stuff. It's impossible yeah. to keep up with all the April Fools. And eventually, the worst thing ever is when you see an April Fools joke and you're like, wait, this looks amazing. I want this. And then it turns out to be fake. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. There were, my friends were talking about, I was just like playing games the other day with some friends and they were talking about, um, I don't remember the exact thing because it's not a game I play, but in one of the racing games they played, uh, the developer jokingly said that they were going to release like a track pack that included a track that people have been asking for for a long time. And then they were like, just kidding, it's April Fool's, and people were understandably We're genuinely upset. disappointed. Yeah, because mm. like, I don't know, your community... Look, as any company, you owe your success to the people. So don't give them something that they asked for and take it away. It's one thing exactly. if you create something. Yeah, it's kind of a giant middle finger. Yeah. It's one thing if you create something that is like unique as a joke, but if mm-hmm. you if your company if your if your people, your audience are genuinely like Hey, please, this is something we've been asking for. And then they're like, hey, 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 eh, sort of, here you go. And you know, just kidding. It's like bad practice, I think. Doesn't reflect well. One of you my know. favorite April Fool's jokes every year that I look forward to is actually in Fate Grand Order, oh. where uh they change the character art on all of like the 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 character cards. From like the gorgeous, well rendered, super, super awesome uh portraits of the characters mm-hmm. to these like little chibi gremlin versions of them. <laughs> Gremlins? Like I it's hard to describe if you don't know who Rio is, but so I posted one in our in our Discord chat about the kind mm-hmm. of difference you could expect in Fate Go. Ah but, yes, uh, very lovely. See, I see no difference at all. <laughs> They're it's, the uh, same. They're the same. It's photo. absolutely wonderful. Related to that, actually, um, I wanted to talk about. I wanted to bring up something that is sort of getting some traction in the last uh, month or so, really, which was um, non fungible tokens. Yes, so, NFTs. Yes. Uh, some people may have heard of them. Some people may not have heard of them at all because they sort of exist in a weird space right now. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what it is. It's 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 almost like selling rights, a digital right to something. Like imagine for- uh let's say, let's say you have an MP3 file on your mm-hmm. computer, like a music file. Do you own that file? The answer generally is no. You mm-hmm. don't have the license to that 
anyone could copy it. It is not exclusive to you. But the difference with NFTs is that it uses blockchain, effectively the exact same technology underlying Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, and most NFT projects specifically use the Ethereum blockchain to prove ownership over a digital good. Yes. Yep. The thing is, just because you now own that digital good, just because you now have proven that you own that digital good, doesn't mean that people can't copy the digital good. Yes. Just because you own a sound doesn't mean MP3 recordings of the sound suddenly disappear. They're still everywhere. Yeah. But you prove that you own, if you want to call it the original or have the rights to it or or what have you. That's kind of what it does. One of the big usages right now, if and obviously if you're not part of this community, I'm not part of this community, but I'm just saying, like, you might not know, uh, but the NBA has sort of this uh, in-house merchandise, which is basically selling basketball cards, sort of like baseball cards or hockey cards, you know, collectibles. And using blockchain, uh, they basically distribute these cards you can buy the cards obviously and you can claim ownership over the cards you can display them sort of like you would with any other trading card digitally and it's just that you would have the right to that card you own that card because you own the nft yeah of nft uh that is attributed to your account um and like these things are going some of these cards therefore because there's implied ownership uh, you can sell the ownership. You can transfer it as well. That like some of these cards go for like thousands of dollars. Um, there's art that's going for thousands of dollars. There's been like auctions of stuff going for thousands of dollars. And it's really interesting because the reason why it links back to sort of what we're talking about artists is that it involves artists potentially in um, the control and the share of the art that they make uh, in deciding where that goes and how much their art is worth. So if they're selling a song, for example, or selling a piece of work in general, um, they can, you know, reattribute that work to them and the costs to the artists but give like fans or the owners, the purchasers, you know, some sort of essentially digital reward, which is like, you know, you could say, well, th that's not too different from how we do a lot of things, except like it's just the uniqueness of ownership, I believe, is a big part of it. Yes, um, it's enforcing exclusivity, if you will, exactly. on a digital product, which is explicitly new. Mm -hmm. Uh Digital products, by, I want to say by definition, but that's not really it, by the nature of them, are perfectly, infinitely copyable. Uh, if you have an MP3 file that is now 25 years old, you can have still the original without degradation of any nature mm -hmm. right now. And quite frankly, everyone in the world could have it right now, and it wouldn't really cost anything. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas with NFTs, 
you can trace the ownership of an NFT to one person, and some people really like that exclusivity. Yes. Now, it's accountability. I have a couple different issues with NFTs. Like, there's certain things about them that are really good. But, like, for example, for an artist, you can make a thing, you can sell a thing, and because it's an NFT, someone can, like, verifiably own the thing. And depending on the NFT project you're working with, every time it gets sold after that, you can actually have a cut of it going back to the artist, like, going back to you, which is kind of cool. But... Uh, because of the way NFTs work, they use a ton, a fuck ton of electricity. Yeah. Uh, like to put it into perspective right now, maintenance of the Bitcoin blockchain. So people mining it, uh, processing transactions, all of that nature takes up about as much energy as Argentina. If Bitcoin were a country game up. If Bitcoin were a country, it would be within the top 35 users of energy in the world. That's pretty wild. Uh, I looked this up the other day. Bitcoin uses almost as much energy as Norway. Crazy. And then you think about the carbon footprint of that. Exactly. Like we Bitcoin effectively added its own country to the world in use of energy. And Ethereum isn't that much better. Right. The it, the only issue is like Ethereum isn't as big as Bitcoin is right now. So thankfully, it's not using that much. But to process an NFT, uh, in the past, people were looking at it. And yeah, one NFT transaction takes about the same amount of power as an American household uses in a day. Oof. Mm-hmm. That's pretty insane. Uh it's one of those like hidden costs of things. Like, you never really think about power usage. You like like a lot of people don't really think. I don't want to get into some kind of like, uh, I don't know, argument about green. You don't want to get into not, you don't want to like, get into tree hugging hippie crap. But that's just the reality of it. Like, <laughs> it's not even that. It's like it's the idea that we don't. No, nobody thinks that. about it. Nobody really thinks about it. And when I say nobody, I mean like outside of a very f- small select group of people, like. I know, for example, how much energy it takes to run my computer. And I know yeah. I pay the electricity bill for my house. I know how much you know we're paying annually for electricity, more or less. But I don't think about it. Exactly. I turn like off the, the past, lights in my house when I'm not using them. <laughs> in the past, I actually did a cost-benefit analysis of this. Right. And uh, I had a, a home server that I would leave powered on all the time. And based on its average use, average wattage... I calculated that maximum it would cost me was $10 a month in electricity. Whereas I could get like a, a, a virtual server with Linode for five bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And so I had to look at, well, is it worth the extra $5 for me to run this home server? And I decided that it was because there were other things that it could do for me faster than a $5 Linode instance. Wait, is that $10 including all of the... Uh transport fees and all the other stuff that they put on top of your actual usage as far as that goes that was just electricity okay because in that situation well i'm I'm paying for electricity anyway Mm -hmm. so how much am i adding to my bill by just plugging this thing in it's not even just that too like you we don't think about sort of the services that we access as also using energy which is like 
you know, again, I know the cost for my usage on a personal level, but I certainly don't think about how much energy does Twitter use. And yeah. I use Twitter and thousands of other people use Twitter and they have to yeah. use energy to in order to function, obviously. So and the reality how is, much like, energy are the Google servers that run Gmail using? If you, right. for example, send a tweet or to make this more realistic, if you send an email with a digital file in it, the energy use is basically negligible. It doesn't really use that much more than the computer would have used to run anyway. Uh, but once you get into like crypto and blockchain, and in this case, NFTs, because they have to run thousands of computers at 100% load to even exist they by the nature of themselves use a fuck ton more that is the whole point that is where they get their value that is where they get the proof of work by your computer burning massive amounts of electricity to do the thing and so that's why to me i just find nfts currently unethical it's just yeah i could go to red deer and go to the donut mill and get a way better donut than i could at any tim hortons in the city mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i'd be burning 10 times more gas to do it mm -hmm. it's yeah. an interesting take on it and not a direction i thought we were going to take but it is absolutely something i like think about on the peripheral but definitely i don't think i've ever verbally acknowledged it uh, until today, so I'm glad to be part of that, you know, conversation. And I'm hoping that it also opens the eyes and minds of other people. It's like realizing just how much resource we use in our modern day, and it's not just yeah. how much gas I use or how much, uh, you know, how much electricity I I waste when I leave a room light on or whatnot. It's like there's a lot more to it, and you're a part mm -hmm. of it. So now, having that said, think. If an NFT project comes around that has just as secure of a blockchain mm -hmm. without using bullshit amounts of electricity, if, if they basically make blockchain without the proof of work being uh, how much electricity you burn, if it's as basically energy neutral as any other computing, mm -hmm. hell yeah, fuck yeah, all for it, 100%. Some people mm -hmm. are like, oh, but you're enforcing uh, uh, exclusivity on digital goods. It's like, yeah. But who cares? Like, if someone's willing to pay for it, it's really not selling a piece of art or or a song or the rights of something. I don't find issue in that exactly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I find issue in how copyright is enforced. But mm -hmm. selling the rights to something or selling the ownership of something, yeah, whatever. Look, someone can own something. All I'm saying is I think it's amazing that things like essentially uh, digital digital things get sold at all because I'm I'm always bewildered by like gacha and like microtransactions as it is. I'm I'm like, I don't want to buy something that's not physically mine. So I'm yeah, just waiting fair. for a big old sunspot flare up solar storm and just destroys everything. And I'll be like, haha, now you're just as poor as I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just put a wire waste basket over my computer and that'll protect me from sunspots. No, you fool. You've got to make the aluminum foil hat. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes, give, that would work give too. A tin foil hat for, mm -hmm. to all of your electronics. Yes. You know what's always funny? Hmm. 
uh, people who buy Faraday cages for their Wi-Fi to block the harmful Wi-Fi radiation and then complain about the Wi-Fi okay. not working anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm just worried about yeah. 5G giving me cancer. I don't know. I want my 5G shot. I want my 5G shot. I don't want 5G waves going through me. Imagine, imagine if the COVID vaccine <laughs> actually was some Wi-Fi microchip or some 5G microchip. And then you could just like hijack the the connection, the 5G connection it gives you to have free internet everywhere. Wow. That would be so good. I would be like, bless you, Bill Gates. Thank you, benevolent master. Mm-hmm. That is the dream. So the Space Jam 2 trailer dropped yesterday. Nice. I haven't seen it yet. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I haven't seen Space Jam since I was so little. And I just, I want to go watch it again because of this hype. And then I want to go watch the Space Jam 2 trailer. I legitimately have not watched Space Jam in about 10 years. But it was good. I watched watched it in theaters when I was a kid. I watched it last year. I had it on VHS. Did you? It was fantastic. I I had it on VHS. Did you have the coin? Do you remember like a big silver coin that it came with? I had the collector's edition. God, it came no! With coin. Did it come in like a no. very big, <laughs> an uh, entirely the big puffy token. case? The yeah, the, the, the big puffy... plastic and foam puffy case. Yes. Yeah, 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 that. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Kids uh, these days, they don't never know. know open... You know, actually, a quick tangent. Do you remember when video game cases were like? Useful and fun and unique and had manuals. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love video game manuals. Me too. I remember. You know I can. I can. I can remember the smell of a Game Boy uh, game manual. Like, wow. Just For like, me, like mm. when you're in the back seat of the car, you're unpacking it before you even get oh, home. Oh yeah. You start reading the manual. But you can't really play until you get home. Game. So you start reading the manual. Exactly, yeah. and it the hypes you up for the like game. My right. favorite part of getting a new game. And for kids, they're like, they're like, "Why would I need a manual? There's a tutorial in the game." It's like, yes, old games also still had some tutorials. Usually, uh, like not as much because that would take up a lot of space in the game, and there was limited space. But the manual was just like it was. It was like an accessory. It wasn't necessarily that you need to learn how to play the game so much as you wanted additional information. It was like a mini pocket guide. It, I it think was it like was a, the. Uh... I think it was, it was during amazing. the GameCube generation where games slowly stopped including manuals yep. and I started getting more and more disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I can't remember what game was the first game I bought that didn't have a manual. All I remember was opening the the, the box and there was just the disc there and I was like, "Wait, what? What are, did they forget something?" <laughs> Do you And I had to look it up online. But like you guys have were... bought like I don't know, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, oh, sorry. I was just going to go back to like the old games. Um, Some old games for Nintendo systems had actual codes in them that you needed to know to progress in the game. And they like a lot of them also had like proper actual tips on how to do well in like this or that battle mechanic or whatever. And they like you said, due to the space constraints, they don't you know, make a very fully fleshed tutorial that you play through for 30 hours to get good at they the often game couldn't. mechanics. Anyway, mm-hmm. go on. Like, uh, uh, what is it? Ego Raptor, uh, Aaron Hansen, his sequelitis videos on YouTube talk about how Mega Man X, like the first Mega Man X game, the first level of that was a perfect tutorial 
without explicitly stating so. Right. And uh, the first level of the, the Super Mario Bros. game was basically the exact same way. That was your tutorial back in the days. Uh, mm-hmm. A level that kind of forced you how to learn the basic mechanics of the game. Not master them, but just force you to learn them. Whereas now, uh, you play like Cyberpunk. You're like eight hours into the game and you're not out. You're not done with the game telling you how to how to play it. I um, I had a, like. In a related vein, uh, it's been a long time since I bought a CD. Do you think CDs still have inserts? Ooh, I don't know. Remember when all CDs had like the lyrics and stuff? Right, lyrics, track lists, uh, credits Credits. as well, uh, additional art Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel a little bit old talking about this, but I'm also feeling like a little more sad that I think a lot of these uh, types of products don't have kind of weird anymore. So I haven't bought CDs in like 15 years. Yeah. But within the last like three years, I've bought records twice. Nice. I bought the uh, the Valhalla uh, OST on on vinyl, and that one came with like some art inserts. It came with like a, like a, a drink Creed menu. Uh, no, like VA dash one one Hall A. Got it. The the cyberpunk bartending action. Yes. Mm. Got it. So I bought that, and I had a bunch of art inserts and and other extra stuff with it. And it had like bonus tracks on the records, and it actually came with a digital download for the OST too. And then same with the I bought the River City Girls soundtrack on vinyl, and same thing. It comes with like art inserts and extras and like a, a digital download, and like it's just a really cool collector's item to have. I'm I'm never even gonna bother fixing my record player to actually listen to them because I don't have to. But it's just such a cool item to have. Also, the fucking uh, the 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 booklet, the the sleeve, the cover for it, mm-hmm. because it's just so huge by the nature of it. It's basically a work of art itself. It's awesome. I have these expectations of any soundtrack that I would ever buy for vinyl, but I haven't like jumped in full on head like head first committed yet. Like I haven't bought myself a turntable yet. I haven't bought the everything that will need to go with that. Um, just so that I can dive into vinyl, but man, that makes me want to. It's just super cool. Ugh. Like, uh, it, in, in the old days, like vinyl was more just, well, it was the way that you listened to the music. So they were, they actually didn't include that much because it, they wanted to make it cheaper for you. Like I've got old vinyl. I've got really old vinyl. I was actually going through things. Apparently we have four different copies of the exact same queen vinyl uh we have two different copies of night at the opera and four copies of i can't remember what the name is wow but like two of them have a sticker on it where it was like yeah three pounds for the for the whole vinyl and all you got was the 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 cardboard sleeve and the record itself but i mean that's how it was mm-hmm. how it must be so what is the proper way to store vinyl without it warping? I don't know. Just put it in a milk crate. <laughs> it is the way. It is the way. Uh, we got a little bit far away from it. I did want to get back to Space Jam. Space Jam, Space Jam sorry. No worries. So, watching the trailer, it feels like it has 
a much different vibe yes. than the original Space Jam. Uh, like just based off the trailer, uh, the guy, the 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 basketball dude, turns into a cartoon briefly before he turns back into himself. And there's a lot of CG because, I mean, back in the original Space Jam, they couldn't really do CG very good. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it was 2D. Mm -hmm. But they've got, like, such a mix of everything in it that I'm actually kind of interested. I want to kind of see. According to to comments online, while the general idea and the vibe of Space Jam 2 is the exact same as Space Jam 1, apparently Space Jam 1 is not canon to Space Jam 2. Okay. So, like... Monsters and everything apparently never happened. I hope whoever said that is wrong. Mm. <laughs> because even even if even if they never show up, I, I want like a reference to the Monstars. Mm-hmm. I want like, yeah, this is what happened to them. They all went back to their home planet and died along the way. I um I have two major thoughts about seeing the trailer. Number one is there is a major like Ready Player One kind of vibe. There's like there's no the space that they are talking about isn't like the space of Space Jam. We're not talking about outer space. We're talking about virtual space. It feels oh, like. Oh yeah, that's right. It's virtual. That's space right. Jam it's more too. virtual space. Yeah, and the other thing is that there is a weird clash of animation style that I really didn't like, which was like I don't care about them going from three D to like there was live action 3d uh and 2d cgi and i don't understand why they sort of just drew lebron james as a completely different style of art like it's yeah he's yeah like i get i get that that you want to stand out but like and it's a modern style of of cartoon art but it really clashes against the rest of the cartoon cast so much that it's it's really visually disturbing for me to to read it essentially. I'm gonna hold judgment on that personally. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking for. I, I'm still gonna watch it. The way you've I described it, I I'm kind of reminded of that episode of X Arm that we didn't X-Arm. make it through. So it it's I much better. Don't than that. expect it. Like, from what I can tell you, Nancy, mm-hmm. most of the time when it was to all 2D in the trailer, it was all 2D. There wasn't really CG showing up. Yes. Uh, there were periods in the trailer where it was, like, real man with 2D, just like Space Jam 1 or right. uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And then with the CG scenes, it looked like they had a little bit of both where it was real man with CG and what some mm-hmm. CG man with but CG. But there's, like, transition. It's not. It's not... Uh, one plus one. It's like a one plus one, and then bracket one plus two. <laughs> There's yes. separate times for these operations. Hum. Like I, it's I don't think it's going to be like like X Arm at all. I expect it to be exceptionally good. I expect uh, it to be uh, part uh, of me acceptable for this generation of children to be watching and this will be the space jam they refer to which makes me a little sad but that's okay i still have my original space jam exactly space jam one still exists yeah. and as mildly disappointed as i was when i saw the whole switch to cg in the later half of the trailer at the same time it makes sense and uh if they use it well if they use the strengths of CG to like make huge, swooping, 
awesome camera movements mm -hmm. and really complicated, amazing choreography for the game. It could be absolutely awesome. Mm -hmm. It could be better than Space Jam 1. <gasps> Gasp. Blasphemer. How I'm, dare I'm going you to say it. something like that. The technology allows it, so I'm going to be optimistic. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's going to be a cartoon basketball movie. Just yeah. live with it. Just yeah. watch it. I'm hyped. I will. I, it, it's not about winning Oscars here, okay? <laughs> We're not here for some critically acclaimed Oscar-winning movie. We're, We're here not for some here. Basketball, basketball Looney Tune goodness. If you want deep, thought-provoking story, go watch Chef Boyardee's Presents Tales of Game Studios' uh, Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. <laughs> That's where you go for the good story. The Hoops Barkley saga, that one. Mm -hmm. But if you want cartoon basketball, go watch Space Jam or maybe Haikyuu. That was the basketball one, uh, right? But mostly Space Jam. Yeah. And if you want to play a game... That's like that? Just play Charles Barkley, Shut Up and Jam, Gaiden. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Hell yeah. For gaming and story. Exactly. Hoops Barkley Saga. Shut Up In and fact, Jam. In fact, I want to go play Hoops Barkley, Shut Up and Jam, Gaiden, Chef Boyardee, Tales of Games Studio, Shut Up and Jam, Gaiden, Hoops Barkley Saga, right now. So bye-bye. <sighs> Thank you again for listening. Check out the OdaFest store, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Good night.